So, it's been a long time since I've been on here. It's like fast forward a year, I think. But, welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Hope, and I'm a teenager who is normal. And you see where I'm getting with this. So today, I just wanted to elaborate on something that has been on my mind lately, which is the life of Kurt Cobain. I know many of you know him. He was basically the main person on Nirvana. Nirvana has reached millions, you know, millions of people. They have millions of fans, and even after his death, he has reached so many fans and that's something that I wanted to elaborate on his death but I wanted to get into his early life so basically he was born in Aberdeen Washington on February 10th 1967 now he was a hyperactive kid you know like most of us growing up and was given Ritalin to help him concentrate in school. He was also given heavy doses of medicine to put him to sleep. Now, from the age like three to four to, you know, five, he started noticing his parents fighting, which ultimately led to a divorce when he was seven. He was, quote, difficult to live with when this happened. And I just wanted to say, putting kids on the spot like this, is it will mess them up terribly, even when they're adults, because, you know, your parents are supposed to be loving and they're supposed to support you. But when they're not together and you have this completely stranger in your home, you know, they're expected to act right. Well, anyways... At nine, he was sent to live with his father, who had already remarried, which Kurt didn't like, like most other kids. In the early 1980s, he went to live back with his mother and her boyfriend in Aberdeen. His emotional anger and pain would be an inspiration for his music on later. He was very artistic. In high school, he did amazing drawings. He made symbolic paintings dealing with his troubled past. That was kind of his way to escape and most of us um when we're going through something like that we would listen to music and you know we listen to his music and i just wish i could just let him know that his music has reached many teens and like helped them um mid high school he was introduced to punk rock music he discovered the melvin the melvins which were a local punk rock group and became friends with one of the members buzz osborne now this really made him want to start his own band but he thought he couldn't do it getting deeper into high school his drinking and drug problem began to grow as well as his family problems he spent most of 1984 and 1985 living with friends or sleeping in public buildings he basically got kicked out, and if you listen to um, his song, Something in the Way, his first lyric is um, says something like, living under a bridge or something, and, that, and I thought that was interesting because he, oh my gosh, that's my dog in the background, but 
he basically put his experiences into his music but anyway Cobain formed his first band Fecal Matter but it didn't go anywhere so he collabed with Chris Novoselic and Aaron Burkhard the quote-unquote band and I don't even want to say band because he didn't really consider it a band he just considered it as a couple friends making music but they did their first performance at a house party in 1987. I didn't think I would have to mention this, but I'm not really going to talk about it because it's not really important. But at this time, he did get into a serious relationship with Tracy Morinder. Now, what most of y'all are going to want to hear, this is how Nirvana got their name. In 1988, he began to take his music career more seriously. His band agreed on the name Nirvana, which Kirk said, and I quote, I wanted a name that was kind of beautiful or nice and pretty instead of a mean, raunchy punk name like the Angry Simones. He picked it because in Buddhism, Nirvana means ultimate freedom and individual. I can't say this. Oh my gosh. Individuality. Yeah. Well, Nirvana made their first track, Love Buzz. But Burkhard was replaced by Chad Channing on drums, and the band was rising with popularity in Seattle. They started doing gigs, and they started to get, you know, I wouldn't call famous yet, but they were getting known around the area. In 1990, Cobain met rocker Courtney Love, which was part of the band Hole, at a Portland nightclub, which I'll get into, I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate more into later. Now, Nirvana got the chance to tour with sonic youth i think that's what it's called that year which brought in dave grohl to replace the channing to replace channing on drums dave grohl would then become the permanent drums on nirvana in 1991 nirvana signed with i don't know how to pronounce it it's either jeffin or geffen records and released the album Nevermind, which would be their most popular album because it consisted of the songs smells like teen spirit Come As You Are, Lithium, and In Bloom. This was ultimately gave them their grunge label, everybody. And also, grunge was grunge didn't really get their name until Nirvana like started up. Because grunge was really just a 90s thing. So yeah, fun fact for the day. Um, Smells Like Teen Spirit became the number one hit pushing their album up in the charts. But Kurt didn't really like to be famous. As popularity came quick, Kurt was concerned of his direction with his music. He didn't know where his music would really lead in the future. He was, quote, someone who didn't like fame, unquote. He felt overwhelming pressure. I never wanted to sing Cobain admitted to Rolling Stone. Even though he didn't like the fame, he loved his fans. He just didn't like the mainstream, which many celebs can relate to. Um, I just wanted to say this. On TikTok the other day, I saw this video of Tobey Maguire yelling at the paparazzi, and I didn't really get it until I started to do more research on Kurt. Um, he, Well, Tobey Maguire played Spider-Man, but he has openly talked about his experience with paparazzis, which also Kurt didn't like that much. Kurt expressed how he wished he could quit the gig and disappear forever. 
In result of this, he began, he began using heroin to ease stress. Back into his romance with Courtney Love, the two had a baby, which is the cutest baby in the world, well, back then, named Francis Bean in August 1992. Fun fact, um, they got her middle name because Bean, um, oh, wait, hold on. Okay, because during the ultrasound, Kurt would call her that. He'll be like, hey, look at that little bean in your stomach. So they just decided to call her Francis Bean Cobain. I just thought that was really cool and very cute. Um, but again, both of them were very heavy drug users, which can never clash well. So the relationship was very unsteady. At one point, social services threatened to take away Frances after Love said she shot up heroin while carrying her baby. The couple kept their family intact after long court battles, which were very expensive. In 1993, the couple got into a dispute where the police got involved. Even though the police got involved, Kirk didn't let them stop him. Also, he got his guns confiscated for his health and the health of his family, and he also got arrested and got charged with assault. But 1993 was a big year for him in Nirvana. They released another album with the song heart-shaped box which was really popular back then and now he performed at the mtv's unplugged in new york where they did quiet acoustic versions of their songs during this time they also toured europe which you know anytime kurt went on tour he didn't like it the tour took a mental toll on kurt's health in his hotel in rome he overdosed and fell into a coma and was immediately taken to the hospital Dave Grohl, this was one of his last times talking to Kurt, um, which was like a couple weeks before he died. He basically called Kurt on the phone and told him that he didn't want him to die because Kurt was, you know, making jokes, telling um, them that he was going to kill himself, which Dave thought he was serious. So Dave was freaking out and calling him and was like, Hey, I don't want you to kill yourself. You got so much, you know, more to, you know, live for. But after that, returning to the States, Cobain's mental health worsened. On March 18th, 1994, he locked himself in a closet with guns, resulting in Courtney calling the cops. When the cops came, they confiscated the guns like they did in 1993, and they just went on. He did check into a a rehab, but he hopped the fence and left days later, taking a plane from LA back to Seattle, where he would go missing three days before his death. Courtney did hire a private investigator, which went to one of their homes, saw that the gun was missing, and you know, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Um... April 5th, 1994 is when he died. Um, He managed to get back to his greenhouse and commit suicide, which was sad. Um, His body was found three days later after an electrician saw him. Now, talking about suicide, I really wish I can, like, get into his brain and, like, figure out what he was thinking. He did leave a suicide letter. Um, It was kind of, like, in a plant and the police found it it was really like heartbreaking 
basically Kurt felt like Francis would grow up to be like him and he just he felt that unsettling I think in his letter he said that the reason why he's going is because he doesn't want Francis to take after him because he felt like if he was still there she would like look up to him and he just felt like he wasn't a role model which is really sad because he's been a role model to so many with his music and his interviews and he's really helped a lot of teens out of suicide so yeah he was found with a box of heroin of course his gun and um some shells there have also been a bunch of conspiracy theories that love hired someone to kill him because there were no fingerprints on the gun and usually someone with his heroin levels wouldn't be able to pull the trigger he would probably be like passed out or something but you know it was still ruled as a suicide now i really briefly explained his story i could have went on and on and on but i didn't because first of all i didn't want this episode to go too long but i just wanted to talk about how their um nirvana's music has helped me through tough times so on the, on the way to school the other day, I just wasn't feeling it. So I listened to Nirvana and it ultimately like really like made me happy for some reason. Like my serotonin levels, you know, went from down here to up here. It was crazy. And like I've never felt that way about music before. But yeah, his or I shouldn't say his, but. Um, the band Nirvana has affected people around the world. They are still one of the most popular bands. And, you know, even 20 years ago, even now, they're, like, still so, so popular. I wouldn't even be surprised if their album's still on the charts somewhere. But, yeah, I just wanted to end this podcast episode by saying that you are loved and... Please don't feel like suicide is the way out. And Kurt wouldn't want you to kill himself. Or, uh, Kurt wouldn't want you to kill yourself. He would want you to stick it out and live. And he would want you to laugh. And he would want you to make jokes. And he would want you to be happy. Because ultimately, he was a guy full of jokes. So, yeah. Um, I hope you guys liked it. Bye.